1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash rocketmoney.com slash
2: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales,
3: Tonight, President Biden and the First Lady traveled to flood ravaged Kentucky to get a firsthand look at the devastation. Meeting residents and first responders, the president makes a promise.
4: We're staying until everybody's back to where they were.
3: With the threat of more rain on the way, CBS's Nancy Cordes speaks with families who are digging out from the mud left behind.
5: People here are resilient and strong and smart and courageous, they'll rebuild it, they'll
3: need help. Four Muslim men gunned down in Albuquerque. Investigators now looking into a possible link. CBS's Omar Villafranca talks with one victim's grieving brother. Right
4: now, everybody's
3: scared. Used car prices are skyrocketing.
6: How much did you pay for that out the door with taxes?
7: 87 and change.
3: CBS's Carter Evans shows us the inflation-fueled world of car flipping.
6: And they gave you how much? (laughs)
8: $101,000.
3: and remembering Olivia Newton-John. She captured hearts as the girl next door and became an inspiration to many through her battle with cancer.
9: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell.
3: Reporting
4: from the nation's
3: Good evening and thank you for joining us. I'm Jerika Duncan in for Nora. Tonight, President Biden and the First Lady are in Kentucky to get an up-close look at the catastrophic flood damage that has killed at least 37 people. The president was joined by Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir as they toured the devastated communities and met with victims and first responders in one of the worst flooding disasters in state history. Tonight, the threat of even more flooding is in the forecast with heavy rains expected this week. Experts say it could take years to rebuild this region that one witness described as looking like a war zone after the floodwaters began to recede. Of course, we have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Nancy Cordes will start us off from Whitesburg, Kentucky. Good evening, Nancy. You know, it's been a tough go for that state.
5: It really has, Druga. In fact, this is the second time in a year that President Biden has come to Kentucky to tour devastation, first from tornadoes and now from floods that in neighborhood after neighborhood destroyed homes like these from the inside out. This is what's left of downtown Whitesburg now that the North Fork Kentucky River has receded crews carted off mountains of debris today after 4 feet of water rushed into these homes in the middle of the night 2 weeks ago, they got out with the clothes on their back. Beverly Johnson's father escaped by boat and is now living in a camper. This house has to be demolished. We thought we could save it, but the floors are buckled and um, there's already mold. It just it's not going to be safe. To move back into so they'll demolish it and try to put something back but your father wants to stay he wants to stay president biden toured nearby lost creek today where rushing waters carted off school buses and upended mobile homes
4: you're an american citizen we never give up we never stop we never bow we never bend we just go forward
5: The disaster zone stretches across 12 eastern Kentucky counties as much as 10 and a half inches of rain came down in just 48 hours, turning creeks into rivers in an area made more vulnerable by strip mining. Hundreds of people are being housed in Kentucky state parks. 37 people have been confirmed dead, including two here in Whitesburg who were driving to work when their car was washed off the road. How many of these houses will have to be torn down? Oh my goodness, we have not done that assessment yet, but I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be close to half. Tiffany Craft was just elected mayor last year. You go through that initial shock and everyone came to acceptance and then started rebuilding Kentucky's governor told President Biden today that this region now has enough bottled water and used clothing. What they really need at this point are more cash donations, because despite all the help that is coming this way from FEMA, clearly, Jerica, the people here are going to need to replace everything.
3: Definitely looks that way. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Parts of the Mile High City looked more like the sunken city of Atlantis on Sunday. Denver residents were stranded and some had to be rescued after floodwaters turned streets into rivers. Elsewhere, dangerous heat remains in the forecast for much of this country. Let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Mike, good evening to you.
7: Jericho, good evening. The heat has been punishing across the Northeast and nothing changes for Tuesday with temperatures right back into the 90s. 97 in Boston, that'll make 26 straight days with a temperature above 80 degrees, an all-time record for the city. The next cold front comes in, promises to cool things off, but also brings some storms, flooding rain across the Midwest. Late day storms in the Northeast, and that could lead to some travel problems, not only on the roadways, but at the airports, anticipated in many locations to have moderate to high impact at the airports. And then, of course... There are the tropics after a very quiet period, finally coming alive again. The National Hurricane Center designating this cluster of thunderstorms off the coast of Africa as an area to watch, with Jerica a 40% chance of becoming potentially our next named storm.
3: All right, thanks Mike. Tonight in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the FBI is on the scene looking into the recent killings of four Muslim men. Authorities believe the murders may be connected and are asking for the public's help. CBS's Omar Villafranca is there.
9: The fourth Muslim victim in the string of shootings was killed in what investigators believe to be a targeted attack.
7: We know this is not
0: our city. We don't know the background of the perpetrator who's doing this. We don't know
7: how long they've been here or not.
9: 25-year-old Naeem Hussein was shot just hours after attending funeral services for Muhammad Afzal Hussein and Aftab Hussein, who were both also ambushed and killed in the last two weeks. In November, 62-year-old Muhammad Zahir Ahmadi was also killed. Authorities believe the shootings of the four Muslim immigrants could be connected.
4: Right now, everybody's
9: scared. The grief is still raw for Sharif Hadi. Nine months after his younger brother Mohammed Zahir was killed behind the family's halal market. The family fled to the U.S. from Afghanistan in the 1980s. Like others in the city's small Muslim community, he's frightened and frustrated.
1: Be honest with you, I don't care about my life anymore. When I lost my lovely brother, I didn't care. (laughs)
9: local police are working with the FBI, and over the weekend released a photo of this car, which they say is wanted in connection to the shootings. Sources tell CBS News the FBI is helping to determine whether the killings are a hate crime, a serial killer, or both. Across the country, a sample from a dozen cities shows a 45% increase in anti-Muslim hate crimes in 2021. In response to the killings, police have increased patrols around Islamic centers and mosques, like this one here behind me. They've also set up an anonymous tip line, and the reward is up to $20,000. Jerika.
3: Omar Villafranca in Albuquerque, thank you. Georgia now, where a judge sentenced a white father and son to life in prison, and their neighbor to 35 years for federal hate crime in the 2020 murder of Ahmad Aubrey. Aubrey's father, Marcus Aubrey, talked about the difficulty of sitting in the courtroom.
4: It was hard to look at them every day as a father, and they show no remorse for how they took his life. That's the thing that really bothered me real bad. And then they act for mercy. They didn't give him no mercy that day.
3: All three men are already serving life sentences after being convicted of murder in a state trial last year. Well, back here in Washington, Senate Democrats are celebrating the weekend passage of a multi-billion dollar spending bill that's focused on health care, climate change and taxes. CBS's Scott McFarland takes a closer look at how and when you might actually feel the impact.
6: Ms.
8: Klobuchar, I. After a weekend marathon of voting in the U.S. Senate.
1: And the bill, as amended, is passed.
8: Approving a nearly three quarters of a trillion dollar plan called the Inflation Reduction Act. The work week began at small businesses like Kyle Burke's bookstore today. With skepticism, anything will change immediately.
6: I think it would be foolish to expect any short term fixes from Congress.
8: Food prices and other rising costs are squeezing his employees, meaning Burke may soon have to pay them more that make life more challenging for you? I absolutely think it will. The Senate vote by the narrowest possible margin, straight down party lines, with Republicans blasting the plan saying it might fuel inflation by raising taxes.
0: This gives phony and cynical a bad name.
8: With $369 billion for clean energy programs, it's also the largest climate change bill in U.S. history, including tax credits for people who buy electric cars and for energy efficient home upgrades. It expands subsidies to help more people get health insurance under the Affordable Care Act and to help pay for it, a new 15% tax rate on corporations. Left out of the bill, a plan to cap the price of insulin for millions of people on private insurance, as insulin prices are estimated to have soared from $20 to $250 a vial over the past 20 years. Have you noticed the price increasing? Significantly. Michelle Williams knows how the cost of insulin can slam families. Her daughter suffered from diabetes before she died. You can't afford the particular insulin that you need. The U.S. House is expected to pass this legislation on Friday, after which it goes to President Biden's desk. Democrats are hoping this is a political victory ahead of the midterm elections, but it's far from clear this will make a dent in inflation by then. Jerika?
3: Scott, we shall see what happens. Uh, tonight, a fragile ceasefire appears to be holding between Israel and Palestinian militants after a weekend of heavy fighting. It started on Friday with Israeli targeting Iranian-backed militants in Gaza. The militants responded by firing more than 1,100 rockets and shells at Israel. Israeli officials claim about 200 militant rockets landed inside Gaza, killing innocent Palestinians, including children. President Biden has called for an investigation. Well, today, the Pentagon announced the largest single military package yet for Ukraine. The U.S. is pledging another billion dollars in rockets, ammunition, and other equipment. This comes as increased shelling around Europe's largest nuclear plant is raising safety concerns. Here's CBS's Charlie Daggett from Ukraine.
7: The lethal back and forth over the Zaporizhzhia nuclear power plant took a menacing new turn. Renewed shelling increased fears of a potentially catastrophic incident, something President Zelensky condemned as Russian nuclear terror. The plant lies on the front line of an intensifying Russian offensive across southern Ukraine. Here in the coastal city of Mykolaiv has become the focus of Russian firepower. Ukrainian emergency services released drone footage this weekend, said to show the aftermath of the latest artillery barrage. Major General Dmitry Marchenko is the commander of this region. Is it your sense that there will be a showdown here in Mykolaiv? Yes, we're preparing for this offensive, he said. Our soldiers will stand until the end. No one is planning to give up Mykolaiv. He said the Russians are running out of precision missiles, turning to much older weapons in their arsenal. We found missile debris with primitive old components and transistors, he said, technology from the 1960s. We spoke in the rubble of the regional government headquarters destroyed in a precision missile strike in March. By luck alone, Mikhailov Governor Vitaly Kim was not in his office that morning. Why do you think the Russians are so intent on attacking Mikhailov? First of all, they want to scare the civil
6: population. The second one, they are terrorists.
7: Now, under strict blackout conditions here, that's when the nightly bombardment begins. But the Russians have vastly more firepower. The general told us for every shell Ukrainian forces fire, the Russians respond with 10. Jerika.
3: Charlie Daggett, thank you. If you were at the airport this weekend, there's a good chance your flights were delayed or canceled. We'll tell you about proposed new rules that may have airlines paying up when we come back in just 60 seconds. You could call this the summer of flyer frustration. Since Thursday, more than 5,000 flights have been scrubbed and more than 35,000 flights delayed. The airlines blame a combination of severe weather, staffing issues, and increased demand. The Transportation Department is proposing new fines for airlines and refund regulations for passengers experiencing long disruptions. I think a lot of people would like that. While well, the mayor of New York is blasting the governor of Texas over the busing of border migrants to his city, more than 60 migrants from South and Central America have arrived in Manhattan since Friday, straining shelter capacity for asylum seekers. New York's Mayor Eric Adams says some were forced onto those buses. Texas has also bussed more than 6,000 migrants to Washington, D.C., The man known as the voice of American history has died. David McCullough was a Pulitzer Prize winning writer who covered subjects ranging from the Brooklyn Bridge to Presidents John Adams and Harry Truman. He also narrated Ken Burns' Civil War documentary and the movie Seabiscuit. David McCullough was 89 years old. Well, up next, from house flipping to flipping cars, we'll tell you what's driving this new market. I'm sure you've heard of house flipping. Well, there's a new trend that's driving car owners looking to make some extra cash. CBS's Carter Evans takes a look at car flipping.
6: The rules of the road are changing. How much did you pay for that out the door with taxes?
7: I think
3: like
6: $87,600. Dennis Wang just bought a brand new Tesla five months ago, but the offer he just got from a dealer is too good to pass up. And they gave you how much? (laughs)
7: $101,000. It's absolutely insane, mind blown.
6: The dealer paid off the rest of his loan and Wang walked away with a check for almost $17,000. In the
7: last two years, I've
6: been driving brand new cars and and have not lost a cent. Eddie Gribbest flipped his car for $5,000
9: more than he paid for it. Nine months, and this is how much it appreciated. Even basic vehicles like a Honda Civic or a Toyota Camry, these vehicles are worth more in the used market than they are in the new market.
6: Typically, cars lose more than 20% of their value that first year on the road. Since the pandemic began, used car prices are actually up 53%, and that has some car owners
9: seeing green. we don't have enough new cars, guess what? Consumers resort to used cars, essentially raising the ceiling for what used cars cost. What does this
6: do for a mom who's going to try and buy a used Toyota Camry?
9: You know, it's going to be shock and awe. Now you're virtually guaranteed at every price point to pay more and get less.
6: But some car makers are beginning to crack down. GM is now warning buyers the warranties on some of its most popular vehicles will disappear if those cars are flipped within the first 12 months. Tesla says it may unilaterally cancel any order we believe was made with a view toward resale. And that's exactly what happened to Dennis Wang's next car.
8: My orders for Tesla's actually has been deleted, so they're really just trying to protect the customers and, of course, themselves at the end of the day.
6: Now, in this high revving economy, you should really check the value of your car online, especially if you've got a lease. It's probably worth a lot more than you owe on it. That could give you some bargaining power at the dealership, or you could sell it and turn that equity into cash. Tarika,
3: The more you know. Carter Evans, thank you. Still ahead, the battle to contain a deadly and explosive fire in Cuba. Tonight, some horrifying scenes from Cuba, where an explosive fire is raging out of control at an oil facility. Take a look at this video. The fire was ignited by lightning on Friday and strong gusts have helped it spread with multiple tanks collapsing or exploding. At least one person was killed and about 125 people injured. Well, when we come back, remembering an international superstar. Finally tonight, we remember Olivia Newton-John, who died today at the age of 73. John Travolta said on Instagram, my dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Here's CBS's Jim Axelrod.
4: She was a four-time Grammy winner who had five number one hits. But for so many remembering Olivia Newton John tonight, it was one of the great makeovers in Hollywood history. From wholesome goody 2 shoes, Sandy Olson.
1: Who can keep me satisfied?
4: To John Travolta's leather and spandex clad bombshell girlfriend in the 1978 movie Grease Go that defined her career. Born in England 73 years ago, Olivia Newton-John moved to Australia at the age of five. Her initial success as a soft rock singer, placing fourth in the Eurovision contest in 1974, was dwarfed by the white-hot superstardom she found after coming to the U.S. in the mid-70s. Physical spent 10 weeks at number one in the early 1980s. She would spend years on environmental and animal rights issues, all while carrying on a three-decade-long battle with breast cancer.
2: I'm not a victim. I don't want to be one. I feel that what has happened to me
1: has had purpose.
4: Olivia Newton-John's purpose-filled life would provide so much joy to so many. Jim on CBS News, New York.
3: She focused on the now and lived in the moment. Well, that's tonight's CBS Evening News for Nora O'Donnell. I'm Jerika Duncan. Have a great night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
4: Look around.
6: You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars.